Thank you so much. As usual, it's good to be back. Before I get going, I want to say a big um, hello to my family. You know, can I just have them all stand? My family, in-laws, everybody just go ahead and stand up. Ron, Dave, yes, Sosa, everybody can stand up. Give them a hand. It's good to see you guys. And um, next time, I'm going to have everybody sing a, a solo, especially Dave and Ron, okay? <laughs> but we serve, and Sosa, good to have you as well. She's in college, my daughter, at Olivet. And we give God thanks for the young people. I'm going to say, he's risen. Are you going to say? One more time, he is risen. And we give God thanks that he is risen indeed. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that Jesus is indeed risen indeed. Lord, as we go into your word this morning, I pray, Lord, you'll speak through my lips. Allow me, Lord, to proclaim your words with accuracy, excellence, and boldness. So that lives will be transformed for your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Years ago in Jamaica, we had a famous by the name of Bob Marley. And Bob Marley wrote a song that goes something like this. Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing. What? How you guys know the song? You're supposed to be in church. Man, all right, you got exactly right. That's a wonderful song. No, years later, right here in America, a guy by the name of Bob McFarren, he wrote a song that says something like this. Here's a little song I wrote. Might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Oh, my goodness. You guys know all of these songs now. That is in the secular world. Now, in the church world, we have this song. That's go something like this. I got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. Oh, oh, yeah. I got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. I got a feeling everything's gonna be alright. Be alright. Be alright. Be alright. You can clap for that, right? <laughs> I'm sure there are people, people here saying, no, we do not want to clap for that kind of thing in Huntley. <laughs> but we give God thanks that everything is going to be alright. Hearing the words, everything is going to be alright, don't worry, are words of hope. Words of encouragement. Words trying to help someone feel better who is facing a negative situation. Open your Bibles to 2 Kings 4. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 26. 2 Kings 4, verse 26 says, Run to meet her and ask her, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Everything is all right, she said. Now, this is a very interesting response by this lady. Why? Because everything was not all right. Let us examine her story. This lady and her husband lived in this town. And ever so often, the man of God would pass through town. And he'd bless the people in that community. She was so moved by this man of God, she said to her husband, Why don't we build a little room onto her house? 
So anytime the man of God passes through town, he can stay with us. Her husband said, that is a very good idea. Let us do that. So they built this room, and each time the man of God and his entourage passed through town, they stayed with the family. This man of God was so moved by their generosity. He said to her one day, you have gone through all this trouble for us. What can we do for you? Can I speak to the king on your behalf? She said, no, I have a home. I'm settled. I'm all right. I really do not need anything. But then, the man of God's servant said to him, she does not have any kids. And immediately the man of God said, next year this time, you are going to hold a baby in your arms. She said, oh man of God, please do not get my hopes up. But according to the word of the Lord, the next year, she had a baby. And we pick up the story in 2 Kings 4, verses 18 to 21. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. He said to his father, my head, my head. His father told a servant, carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, then shut the door and went out. She now tells her husband, I must go and see the man of God. Verse 25 to 26 says, So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, Look, there is the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Everything is all right, she said. Why was this woman able to say everything was all right when everything was not all right? Because her hope and trust was in the man of God. What is your hope and trust in today? You might say you have hope. You have confidence. What are you basing that off? In the case of this woman, she knew she just needed to take a journey. Just go on a journey to go and see the man of God. Verse 27. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away. But the man of God said, leave her alone. She is in bitter distress. But the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. Friends, this is a very interesting verse to read. Why would God hide something of this magnitude from the prophet? This woman was in serious distress. Her son had died. And she's looking for help. And the prophet who prophesied to her that she would have a son has no clue what is going on because God has not showed him what's going on. You know, many times people believe that if you're a prophet or a true man of God, you're going to know everything, and that's not true. A true prophet only knows what God wants him to know. God doesn't have to tell us everything. In this case, God did not tell the prophet what was going on. I wonder why. 
I believe God wanted this prophet to go on a fact-finding mission. One in which his faith would be tested and one in which he would never give up. All the prophet knew was that something was wrong. The question for you this morning is this. What do you do when you know everything is not all right? You know something is wrong, you just cannot put your finger on it. What do you do when you're praying, doing everything you know how to do, but still no answers? What do you do when you're discouraged, depressed, and you have more questions than answers, and God seems to be silent? What do you do in that moment? This is where faith takes over. You make a decision by faith that no matter what happens, no matter the outcome, no matter who gets healed or who does not, no matter if your prayer gets answered or not, you're going to trust God by faith. Friends, faith is standing in a sea of doubt and declaring victory. Faith is a journey into the unknown. A journey that says, I might not understand or get an answer, but I am persuaded that because of the significance of today, Resurrection Sunday, the day Jesus rose from the dead, paying the penalty for our sins, everything is going to be alright because our hope and trust rest in what happened today. And friends, we must accept this by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. The prophet now had a choice. Give up or step out in true faith, trusting God for a breakthrough. He decided to step out in faith, and miraculously, God brought the boy back to life. The woman was right. Everything was going to be all right. Now, you know, I love sports. And many times in sports, after the team loses, you'll see the coach and that run, my future father-in-law is here, I should say father-in-law, my, um, you know whatever run is, yeah. He's going to be my daughter's father-in-law is here. And he coaches at Wheaton College, okay? Um, many times the team loses. I'm sure David can give testimony. Um, I'm sure Ron is there encouraging the team. You lost the game. Don't worry. Everything is going to be all right because we get a chance next year. Use the tears as a motivating factor to help you to get ready for the next season. Now, why do you do that? Because you're saying your entire life does not rest on this game. Everything is going to be alright even though you lose the game. Now, many years ago, I was privileged to play for the retirement party for Mike Singletary. You guys know I am Mike. Um, if you've got a picture of Mike Singletary, you can just pop it up on the screen. But Mike Singletary played for the Chicago Bears. And Mike was a, oh man, I wouldn't want to meet Mike on the football field. You know, tough guy. But I remember Mike shared in, his, um, in an interview one day that after they lost to San Francisco, Mike said, you know what? I wasn't worried. I knew everything was going to be all right. You can go to the next picture if you would like. Um, that was uh, myself and my wife at, and with Mike and his wife at um, his retirement party. But here's what Mike said to everyone. I knew the team that was coming back. I knew our work ethic. 
I knew we knew what to do to win. So I was not worried at all because I knew next year we're going to be singing, We are the beer shuffling crew. Help me. <laughs> you guys know the song too. <laughs> all right. And what happened next slide? You can go to the next slide. You know, what a wonderful, beautiful picture this is. Can we pray, Lord? Please allow the bears to do it again next year. You guys are supposed to join me in prayer. Okay. <laughs> now, Mike knew exactly what was going to happen, and it happened. Now, the same thing happened in Jamaica with Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt went to the Greek Olympics. If you have the picture, you can put that picture up. And when he went to the Greek Olympics, um, he lost. And his coach said, I was not worried about Bolt losing in Greece. I knew everything was going to be all right. Because I knew what Usain was capable of. I just have to get him back to Jamaica, get him healthy, get him training again, and we're going to keep our eyes on Beijing. And you guys know the rest of the story. I just love that picture. That's my Jamaican brother, Usain Bolt. One Olympic after Olympic after Olympic. Why? Because his coach knew everything was going to be all right. No, friends, that's in sports. What happens in real life when everything is not going to be all right? What happens when you do not get another shot? What happens when there is death? What do you do knowing everything is not going to be all right? Do you give people false hope? You know, friends, I must confess this morning, many times people can give false hope unaware. I've done it. I was in high school. I went to Iona High School in close to Ocherius, Jamaica. And I remember we were down by the chapel one day, cleaning up. And all of a sudden, a friend of ours, Norman Sua, ran. And I could tell by the look on his face that something was seriously wrong. And he shouted out, Guys, come quickly. Handel drowned. So all of us drop what we're doing and we run to what we call top school. We got there, discovered Handel had gone to the river with another friend. And the report was Handel had drowned. We were all distraught. Handel's brother could not be consoled. And all of a sudden, I tried to make him feel better, to give him hope. And I said to his brother, you know, maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's really not dead. Maybe he's there still and I mean, he's trying to come back to life. And do you know his brother stopped crying? And he looked at me and he said, really? And I said, well, I'm not sure, but you know, maybe. He was holding on to every word I was saying. And all of a sudden, the principal came with the bad news. Handel had indeed drowned. Everything was not going to be all right. The day was not over. They sent Handel's brother home to tell his parents that Handel had drowned. And we had an American teacher who was a missionary in Jamaica at the time who volunteered to drive his brother home. We're here trying to process the day. All I can remember is another teacher running to the office, waving his arms, saying, Lord, have mercy. And we're like, what happened? And they said the teacher was involved in a car accident and got killed. Friends, everything 
was not going to be all right. And what do you do when everything is not going to be all right? You have all heard the story of the Titanic, the ship that was built many years ago. And there are many stories about the ship. They said, the captain said, not even God could sink it. But you know the story. The Titanic hit an iceberg. And while it was sinking, what were the musicians playing? They were playing nearer my God to thee. Take a look at the scene uh, from that movie. people lost their lives what do you do what do you hold on to when everything is not going to be all right you hold on to this verse psalm 46 these verses hold on to these verses psalm 46 verses 1 to 2 god is our refuge and strength a very present help in time of trouble therefore we will not fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea what is the psalmist saying even though things are happening bad around you even though you lost your loved ones even though things are not going to be all right he's going to put his trust and faith and confidence in god being his refuge and strength. You know, friends, a couple weeks ago, I went through one of the most horrific days in my life. I got the word that my father died. And friends, I remember a friend of mine, I'm going to name him Kevin McCormick, and everyone was reaching out that day, and I'm so grateful for all the friends who reached out to pray but Kevin sent me a verse, Isaiah 41, verse 10, that says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Friends, I read that verse all day, just kept rereading the verse. I knew things in your family was changing. 
But I had to hold on to what I know. My relationship with the Lord. Can you, friends, honestly say today that everything is going to be alright in your life? You know, yes, I'm sad. We go to Jamaica this week to say goodbye to my father on Friday. And yes, you know, there are tears. We grieve. We go through the whole process. But I'm here to tell you this morning that everything is going to be all right. Why can I say in the midst of death that everything is going to be all right? You see, many years ago, my dad made a decision to follow Christ. And for the rest of his life, he lived serving the Lord. So I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I am going to see dad one day. I'm going to see him again. So even though we grieve and we mourn, we know everything is going to be all right because of today. Resurrection Sunday. What Jesus did for all of us on the cross. Now friends, in closing, I wish I could say to each person here that everything is going to be all right. But I can't. The only way you can know for sure that everything is going to be all right is if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ this morning? See, friends, many years ago, my dad realized that he's going to stand before God one day to give account for all his actions. And it will be the same for all of us. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Now, friends, based on this verse, think about all the things you have done wrong and I've done wrong. If you should stand before a holy God right now, how would you do? I'll be honest, I would not do very well. And it's safe to say every single person here and under the sound of my voice would not do very well either. That is why we give God thanks for Jesus. That is why you can make sure everything is going to be all right when you accept Christ as your personal Savior. Now, friends, there's an illustration I use all the time. I want to use it one more time in closing this morning. When God looks at all of us, He sees us, His hand represents us, and this phone represents our sins. God sees us plus our sins. God has to do something about our sins. So what did God do? He sent Jesus, sinless, spotless. This hand represents Jesus. God sent Jesus to die in our place. And all God is asking us to do in order to make sure everything is going to be alright is to make a transfer. Take our sins from all for ourselves and put them on Jesus by doing this. Now when God looks at us, He does not see us perfect. But He sees us clean. Why? Because we took all our sins from off ourselves and we made a transfer, put them on Jesus. You may say, Huntley, I see the illustration. How do I do that? Can you bow your head this morning? Just go ahead and bow your heads. If you're here and you're saying, you know, Huntley, I still have my sins on me. And I know if I died right now, everything would not be alright. I'm not even going to invite you to come forward. I'm not going to embarrass anyone this morning. 
We just want to have a prayer in your seat. If you're saying, I have my sins and I want to make a transfer, put your hands up and put it right back down. Anyone? Just put your hands up. Yes, I see those hands. Yes, anymore. Just put your hands up and put it right back down. Anyone else? Just put your hands up and put it right back. Yes, I see the hand. Anymore? All we're going to do is have a prayer right in your seat so you can make sure everything is going to be all right. Yes, I see the hand. Anymore? You might be here saying to me this morning, yes, I see the hand. You have been at church for many years. You come to church on Sundays and you're saying, you know what? I'm simply been going through the motions, but I do, not, I do not really have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to make that right this morning. Put your hands up and put it back down. Anyone? Yes. Anymore? Yes, I see the hand. Anymore? Make this a new beginning in your life. Anymore? Just put your hands up and put it right back down. Anyone else before we pray? Yes, I see that hand. Anymore? We just want to make sure you have made the transfer. Anymore before we pray? Yes. All right, everyone pray this prayer loud after me. Lord Jesus. Everyone pray, pray it loud after me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me for all my sins. Please come into my heart and make me new. And from this moment on, I promise to live for you. Give me the strength to live for you each day. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Amen. If you prayed the prayer and meant it, welcome to the family of God. And I have good news for you. You have now made it. Okay. Now you can say, everything is going to be alright. And because everything is going to be alright, we sing this song that says, because he lives, you can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds your future. Not your doctor, not your spouse, not your job. He holds your future. Life is worth the living because Jesus lived. Go ahead and stand on your feet. Let's worship the Lord together. Because he lives.